Oh, all right. Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up? And Trey, Sneaky Fingers Jose, is not with us tonight. He is doing his Christmas duties. I think he might secretly be Santa Claus. No. That's probably the only explanation for why he's not here. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Passing along along little treats to all the happy stoners. (laughs) Or an elf. Who knows? Um, But so, yeah, me and Tyler are going to be walking you through the uh, matchups here for the semifinals. Um, So big, big week if you managed to survive week 15. Um, which was a, a fantasy massacre for, for most people. Jesus. Um, we're in the semis and, um, battling COVID and COVID variants and injured, injured players. And, um, so it's a bit of a mess, but, uh, we're going to try to help you through those, um, tribulations. tribulations. So if, <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the FF fathers. Um, this is our first year actually recording the podcast, so it's pretty basic right now. Uh, but we plan on developing it and and adding cool things like drops and you know who knows maybe an intro and stuff like that in the future. But for now, uh, we're doing it the old school way, you know. Um, so um, we've been doing waiver wires and matchups every single week. That's kind of our plan to finish out the season, and then we'll get into some more off season content in the off season. But for now, um, let's get right into the early window. This ma- this episode here will be all of the early window games. Um, and then we'll have, uh, the late window games and our starts of the week on a separate episode. So keep your eyes peeled for that one after listening to this one. Uh, kicking off the early window is the early Christmas day game. Um, the Cleveland Browns taking on the, Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers right now are seven and a half point favorites, and the over under is forty five and a half points. Uh, starting on the Cleveland side, it looks like Baker Mayfield will start on Saturday. He is eligible to come off the COVID reserve list on Friday, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But that should happen. Um, Jarvis Landry is also going to be active. Uh, activated off the COVID list on Friday and Kareem hunt is expected to miss Saturday's game. Um, still dealing with that ankle issue. So right now it's kind of looking like Nick Chubb and no one else. Right. I mean, tough to trust anybody else on this offense in the semifinals. Yeah. Majorly. Um, I mean, we know that like Dearness Johnson played a pretty big role when Chubb and hunt was out, but since Chubb's been back and when Hunt was out, Darren Johnson has played a very, very small role, especially last week. It's becoming the Nick Chubb show, so he really is the only viable player on the on the Browns' offense right now. Yep, for sure. I think Dearness is still worthy of holding on to, just you know, with all these COVID things and injuries. Like, if you have room on your bench, he's a, he's one of the best handcuffs uh, in the league. So we talked about how how uh, valuable those have been this year. And especially in the playoffs, so um, I would suggest keeping them on your bench if you can. If you can't and you need to drop them, 
it's okay. But, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb for this week is the only play. Uh, on the Packers' side, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was uh, put on the COVID list on Tuesday after having a pretty solid game last week. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown that wasn't a deep ball. <laughs> so, and he made a really nice play, too, to get in the end zone, which was nice to see. But um, really it comes down to, you know, obviously you're starting Rodgers, Adams, um, Aaron Jones. But do you trust, you know, Lazard this week thinking, you know, with the thinking being MVS sits due to COVID? Um, Man, it's tough. Honestly, the Cleveland defense has been pretty good all year against receivers, against running backs, um, really just all, all the way around. It makes me – I don't think either one is a very great play, it, no matter if MVS is there or if he's out and Lazard starts in, in his place. I don't like playing either one of them very much this week. Um, I think they're probably low-end flex plays. Yeah, I, I kind of view it as the same. Um, Lazard, kind of a desperation <laughs> play, if even if MVS is out. Um, it's just hard. It's too hard to predict who's going to get that second, you know, target and, or or get targets as like the wide receiver too in this offense. So it, he spreads the ball around, you know, outside of Adams and Jones. It, it gets spread around quite a bit. So tough to trust there. Uh, what about AJ Dillon? Is he flex worthy? He's been consistently involved in this offense. We've seen for like the last few weeks, especially with Aaron Jones banged up. I think Aaron Jones is a hundred percent healthy now and, and looks good. He should be a top 12 play. Um, but what about AJ Dillon? Can you trust flexing him um, in the semis? I think you're kind of in the same boat as you are with MVS and, and uh, Lazard. It's just one of those things where this is such a tough defense to really move the ball on in general that I really want to stick to like the three big guys, you know, Rogers, Jones, and um, Devontae. Yeah. Um, one example I'll give you in one of my leagues, there's no kicker, no defense, two running back, two receiver, and three flexes. Um, so in that league, I am starting AJ Dillon, but I mean, yeah, but in the, you know, that's a <laughs> you triple flex deep, league. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I think in leagues like that, you can play them. Um, Colts at the Cardinals, also on Christmas Day, uh, the later game. Um, Arizona's a one-point favorite, over-under is 49 points, which I believe is our second highest over-under on the week, which is kind of crazy. There's no over-unders over 50. Yeah, week. actually, if depending on what sports book you – book you look at this game does have a couple over 50 um just the line oh, okay. that i used didn't but yeah um starting on the cardinal side james connor is a game time decision with that heel injury um that he also dealt with last week he has not practiced at all all week um and chase edmonds is back in the fold so how do you manage this backfield this week if you know are you First of all, plugging James Conner in if he's active and, and playing. Um, honestly, I'm not actually. This first game back with Chase Edmonds, they immediately went back to like that fifty fifty split that we had earlier in the year before the injury. Um, I know James Conner got hurt also, so that might have had something to do with it. But if he's still hurt, which he certainly seems like he's going to be, I know James Conner says he's certain he'll play this weekend. Um, it's still that's not a. Both of them seem like very dicey plays. Yeah, James Conner's been so good. Um, 
you know, I know this offense wants to to utilize him, but if he's banged up, this team is playing for a playoff run. So if Chase Edmonds comes into this game, the healthy guy, and he's playing well, you could see a lot of Chase Edmonds, um, you know, trying to save James Conner for, for the playoffs um, on the Arizona side. So I could see that playing out. Um, I think it is going to be a high-scoring game, so there's points to go around. Um, but Ch- James Conner is a dicey start this week. Honestly, if you had to pick one, who would you go with? Uh, with Connor being a game time decision, I have to go Chase Edmonds. Right? I mean, if if we get news tomorrow that James Connor's a full go and he's he's ready to go, then that changes my opinion. But if we get go up until Saturday game time, you know, um, and and it's still not for sure, then yeah, Chase Edmonds is is a guy I'd go with. Okay. Um, you know, this offense as a whole was terrible last week <laughs> against the Lions. <laughs> um, but for the receivers and for Kyler Murray, are you expecting a bounce back? I, I feel like you kind of have to. That seemed like such a weird game for them. I know, and they haven't been great in the, actually multiple weeks, um, but they haven't been like as bad as they were last week. The weird thing is that the defense they're playing has done this weird 180 in the last few weeks compared to where they were at the beginning of the year. So let me give you these rankings. It's, it baffles me. So when it comes to running backs, for the season, Indianapolis is the third best defense against running backs. But if you break that down in just the last four weeks, they're the 25th ranked defense. So they're getting gash all of a sudden on the ground out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's the complete opposite side against receivers, where on the season, they're ranked 18th against receivers, but in the last four weeks are ranked first. Wow. So I don't really know what to make of that. And that makes me, for, like, for this game, I don't know if it's going to be a great rushing attack for Arizona or a great passing attack for Arizona. One of them's going to eat. I don't know which one, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't trust any of these receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you have to start who's, D-Hop. Well, he's not there, remember? Who's not there. <laughs> um, so you're not starting D-Hop. Um, it's just hard to trust any of these guys. I think it's the ball is spread around a lot and yeah for me I, you know with so much on the line this week i think there's better options out there i will i will say this um i saw a stat on christian kirk which leads me to believe that he would be a decent play this week let me find the stat um it was something to do like whenever deandre hopkins was out basically here it is so in the three, in three of the four games DeAndre Hopkins has missed, Christian Kirk has had at least a twenty-three percent target share. And the Colts have the third most touchdowns given up to receivers this year with seventeen. So that kind of leads me to believe if I'm going to go with somebody. It's going to be Kirk. Yeah, I like that. That's an interesting dig for sure. Um, on the Colts side, what about Michael Pittman? I mean, it's been kind of up and down um, all year. A lot of down. <laughs> um, uh, only one double-digit game since week nine. Um, but Arizona is giving up almost 48 points per game to the wide receiver position. So do you throw him back in there if you're in the semifinals and Michael Pittman's on your roster? You starting him? Yeah, I think I am. Um, I know like last week it was pretty dicey. It was a tough matchup. But this week, I mean, it's a really juicy matchup. The Arizona... I mean, giving up forty points a game last yeah, in the last month, yeah, it's crazy. A, a huge amount. I mean, it's 
it's like honestly, I, didn't, I can't remember what the, who the like second worst team was, but it was a huge difference. So there's only like four or five points per game, which is a, a ton. So, um, and as that being said, Arizona's also pretty soft against quarterbacks. So I think Wentz is a decent stream if you need some quarterback help this week. <laughs> oh man. I I mean putting my faith in Carson Wentz in the semifinals is <laughs> not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and and that's completely understandable. But I think you know, um, in terms of if well, if you have to stream a quarterback, which if you have been, you've probably been doing all year, you're playing matchups, and this is a great matchup for both of them. And so if Pittman goes off, then I think you have a pretty good chance that uh, Wentz does also. Yeah, you would think, right? But man, that's scary. <laughs> Um, the Lions taking on the Falcons. Um, well, I guess before I move on from the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, obviously you're good to go. Uh, anyone else though? No, no. I mean that 48 points per game to the receivers is enticing because you think, okay, that's a lot of points to go around. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to desperation flex Zach Pascal or anything like that. So. Uh, Lions taking on the Falcons. The Falcons are five and a half point favorites. Over unders forty two and a half points. Uh, Goff was added to the COVID list on Tuesday, so his status for the game is not clear. Um, Tim Boyle is the presumed starter if Goff is out, but head coach Dan Campbell would not commit to him, meaning it could be a start for David Blah. <laughs> blow blue what is that name? i have no idea um again like that seems crazy to me like has as anybody know knows who that is like david blah i have no idea the only yeah. reason i know tim boyles because he played earlier this year well and was on the packers for oh. a year but um yeah man that's dicey um deandre swift uh practice limited uh, on a limited basis on Wednesday and Thursday. But for me, like I've been saying, I don't see them playing DeAndre Swift. I It just really wouldn't make sense to me. You know, he's your best player. Like, just shut him down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but if he plays, you're playing him, right? I mean, I would think so, but at the same time, honestly, the, everybody on the Lions, com- for me, completely res- uh, rests on whether or not Goff plays. I mean, yeah. if, if Goss if Goff is out and Swift plays, I guess I mean you're probably not, you're not gonna not play Swift. But I mean, if that's the case, then I know that if I'm you know a defense, the the Atlanta defense, I'm stacking the box and saying, okay, you know, Mister Blah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or Mister Boyle, yeah, um, go ahead and try to beat us. So uh, it's I mean it's not a good play either way. Um, if Goff does play. Are you confident enough in starting Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been a target hog the last few weeks? I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, it... it the nice thing is you can start him as, like, your wide receiver three flex, yeah. right? You don't have to... He doesn't have to be your wide receiver one or two. So, he's a... I mean, that target share is just ridiculous. Yeah. Especially if you're in a full PPR. Like, that's... Yeah. it's you. He's almost a must-start that, at that point. Right. In that format, must-start. Um... But that's it. I mean, Josh Reynolds is a real dicey play still, you know. And he's on the injury list also. He might not even become available for the game. Yeah, so not looking great uh, for anyone on the Lions. Um, for the Falcons. Well, actually, let's go back to Josh Reynolds real quick, right? 
Um, I mean, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday. And and as we've said, since he's been on the team, we are kind of like, you're the first one to point it out to say that you think he him being able to blow the top off the defense is what's opening up for Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Yeah. So if Goff plays but Reynolds is out, do you think Amon Ross is still a good play? If that is the, you know, kind of the guy who's opened up this offense is Josh Reynolds. Uh, I think it affects Amon Ra for sure because who else does the defense have to key on? You know, right. I think that's really what's helped Amon Ross St. Brown this, uh, you know, since they acquired Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown has been uh, much more involved and, and is producing a lot more. So yeah, I, I think it does affect Amon Ross St. Brown. And if Reynolds does not play, I would limit my expectations for Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, it'll be interesting. If Reynolds is out, though, it'll be interesting to see what happens because it'll you'll confirm or <laughs> my uh, <laughs> your you know your, your thought here. Yeah, it would be interesting. Uh, for the Falcons, um, obviously the Lions have been a defense that offensives have taken advantage of all year. Um, I think Cordell Patterson is is a smash play um, against the Lions, even though he had a terrible game uh, last week, as did this whole offense, really. Um, outside of Cordero, though, are you taking a shot on Russell Gage, Kyle Pitts? I think with Russell Gage, you have to. I mean, he's kind of the same boat as Amon Ross St. Brown is, where the last few weeks he's been an absolute target monster, and he's going to continue. He's clearly receiver number one there. Um, so I think that you know he's a, a must go also, and and I know we've all been down on Kyle Pitts the last few weeks, where he's been like hovering around that you know 12 tight end 12 type range I think he's a good I think he's actually a very strong play this week yeah against the Lions you hope you know he can take advantage a little bit uh, of the lackluster defense and get in the damn end zone (laughs) (laughs) um but that's where it starts I mean Matt Ryan to me I don't there's better options yeah I'm not I'm not going that far Um, I mean you would take Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan without even thinking, right? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, for sure, in that situation. But hopefully you're not in that situation in the semifinals. <laughs> hopefully you got a quarterback. I'd imagine you do. Uh, the Ravens taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are three-point favorites. Over-under is 45 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson is mispracticed now on Wednesday and Thursday and is questionable for Sunday. Uh, offense coordinator Greg Roman said they are taking it day-to-day. To, day to um, I am in a in our home league actually. Um, in the semifinals, I have Lamar. Um, I started Tua last week. Um, instead of Tyler Huntley, I didn't have Huntley on my team yet. I didn't know Huntley was going to be the QB one. <laughs> I didn't. I be honest, I didn't see that coming against the Packers. Um, this week I picked up Huntley, dropped Tua, um, and I will play Huntley if um, Lamar Jackson doesn't play in the semifinals. Where I need, I need a, I need a, a performance. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you're picking between Huntley and Tua, yeah, I would definitely roll Huntley because I mean, Tua's playing the Saints, and they've you know have been a pretty damn good defense all year. So, yeah, and, and Tua didn't really take advantage of the Jets last week. So, I mean, right? Ah, man. I mean, honestly, I like. I feel like Huntley's should have another really good game. Um, here it just seems like the offense is set up for him to do so. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's like what his third NFL start, it's or sec- second NFL start, whatever maybe. That's so hard to to like bank on, especially you're in the semis. 
Yeah, but I mean, he looked. And he looked amazing. So good last week. He last did. week. I mean, he made all the right decisions. Yeah. He never looked flustered. He never, you know, went too soon or held the ball ball for too long. Like he always seemed to make the right play. Yep. And so. and, and it's like, who are you? You know, who are you talking about playing over him right now? That's available on the waiver wires. You know. So, for me, it's like, who else am I going to play that has that kind of ceiling? You know. Right. Yes, last week was a crazy week, but Tyler Huntley finished as the QB1. Like, <laughs> he has that kind of ceiling. I don't think Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan have that ceiling right now. Uh, Big Ben, like, it's just not right. in the cards for them. So let, let me, I mean, if we go through on our specific, you know, waiver wire that's in our main league, right? On our waiver wire right now, there's Matt Ryan, uh, Garoppolo, but he just played, so that's out. You have Big Ben against KC, uh, Goff, which, you know, they had Justin Fields and then like Derek Carr. So really, if you're looking at those two, what's on our list, you're basically thinking like Fields or maybe Carr, like probably and probably me. and probably Carr because like Field, yeah. Seattle's defense has been pretty good most of the year except for against running backs for whatever right. reason. So, um, so yeah, for me, I'm you know Huntley. I'm starting Huntley over <laughs> yeah. both those guys. I, yeah. I you know Fields has the potential, the running potential, but. Yeah. It's not the offense that the Ravens have, though. Exactly. It's it's just a terrible offense overall. So, yeah. And, and Ravens are actually playing for something. You know what I mean? Bears are just – it's just been terrible all year. So, Matt Nagy's playing for his job or coaching for his job. True. But I don't think any of the players want him to keep his job. <laughs> That's the yeah, problem. That. <laughs> or, like, 90% of Chicago. Yeah. Um. So, and with Huntley at the helm last week, the backfield became a, a little cloudier. Uh, Devonta Freeman only had six carries, his lowest total since week seven. Latavius Murray had seven carries. Uh, can you start either one of these guys at this point in the season? I mean, if we were asking the same thing last week, I would have said Devonte Freeman, right? He had kind of shown himself to be the lead back, not, you know, RB1 there. I mean, he's getting the most touches, but like RB one terms, like being the work, the the workhorse back, right? But clearly getting the most work now. I have no idea. And if I'm in the semifinals, I know it's kind of like making your lineup based off of a off of being scared. But I mean, if you've made it this far, it wasn't Devontae Freeman that got you there. So I'm expecting you have another way to go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not starting either one of those guys. Uh, on the other side, Jamar Chase, uh, weeks one through eight, he was a wide receiver three. Um, now, since then, he's the wide receiver 29, which includes three games under eight points and only .8 points last week. How do you feel about Jamar Chase, you know, at this point <laughs> in, in such a big game? Yeah. It's a big game for their team as well. Do you expect Jamar Chase to be able to come out and produce in a, in a big game for the Bengals? Man, it it it's it's. I mean, Jamar Chase. I mean, that rookie wall hit him like a fucking Mack truck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he seems to have fallen off a cliff. It seems like, but I think, I mean, you've probably been riding him this long. You probably have to. Luckily, as a rookie, I mean, granted, I think in, in most drafts he was you know the first rookie receiver taken. 
So you probably still drafted him in, you know, around the fifth round, which is pretty high. So you probably haven't rolled with him. But I think you can do confidently this week. Even though the Ravens are on paper not a great matchup, they are dealing with an insane amount of injuries in the secondary. So I think you can start Jamar Chase still confidently. Yeah, I think in this this game against the Ravens, huge game for both these teams. Um I I I'll start Jamar Chase for sure. I mean, if there's ever a game to show up and have a bounce back, this is it. So, um I would expect them to target him heavily and him to make some plays with those targets. Yeah. And do keep in mind Back in week seven, when they played Baltimore last time, when Baltimore was actually a healthier secondary, Jamar Chase went for eight catches, 200 yards, and a touchdown. Right. Um, Joe Mixon practiced fully on Thursday, so he should be good to go. Um, you know, for those of you that need to make some moves on your roster, you can probably drop some AJP Ryan, unless you want to hang on to him just in case, see what happens this week. But, um, I know some people are thinking he might be a play, but if Joe Mixon's fully healthy and, and good to go, he's not he's not playable. Yeah. I think P. Ryan's one of those guys though, like as a handcuff, he's one of those, you know, better handcuffs that in the league. So I would for hold sure. on to him for the championship week just in case something happens to Mixon. Yep. Um and then the question becomes T. Higgins. Do you start T. Higgins? Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I mean, I swear guy, we've asked this question every <laughs> week this year. Um and then, like, it seemed like T. Higgins was about to be that guy. Then all of a sudden, T. Higgins gets, like, two targets last week, and Tyler Boyd goes for five catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. It's just, who knows, man? It's a coin flip. Honestly, one of them is going to have a good game, like, week in and week out. You decide which one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, I know, like, you listen to this podcast for fantasy advice. I don't have it for the, for these two guys. I just don't. Like, it's yeah. an absolute coin toss week in and week out. I mean, T. Higgins had three weeks in a row where it seemed okay. He's he is the locked in wide receiver two, and then like you said last week, Tyler Boyd has the game. T. Higgins doesn't. Probably right when people were plugging T. Higgins in, thinking yep. okay, consistency, you know, making plays, and then he puts up a dud. So if you survive that, I would I would I would suggest probably benching both these guys. Honestly, I mean. If you have one of them, sure, you could take a shot. Like you said, one of them might have a good game, but it's really dicey. Um, Rams taking on the Vikings. Uh, Rams are three-point favorites. The over-under is 49.5 points. Um, I think this game is the highest over-under on the on the week, um, at least at the, with the books that we looked at. Um, Starting on the Vikings side, Adam Thielen is practiced on a limited basis Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so it's looking likely that he'll play on Sunday after missing the last two games with that ankle sprain. But do you trust him coming off the injury? If Let's say he practices in full Friday. Are you plugging him in? Yeah, I think you have to. He's been too consistent all year long. Not to mention, Ramsey's going to uh, shadow Justin Jefferson all game. That means Thielen is going to be on you know the second corner, which I don't even know his name. So I'm sure he'll have a great game even coming off the injury. Yeah, I, I can get with that. I, I think you do. You know, red zone target. Um, they look for him with those valuable targets. So, you know, and so is Justin Jefferson. But like I said earlier in the year, this team definitely looks at their, their receivers in the red zone a lot, um, a lot more than other teams 
that maybe utilize the tight end or running backs a little bit more. So um, I like him too this week. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, you're starting. Dalvin Cook was placed on the COVID list on Wednesday. He's going to be out Sunday. Um, he's he's unvaccinated, so I believe he has to do the 10-day quarantine. Um, or is that well, up in we, the air? Well, we don't know if uh, he's tested positive or he's just close contact. But since he's unvaccinated, he either way he's out for a minimum of five days. So he's out for the game regardless. Okay, yep. Um, so Alexander Madison, you know, automatic must start. Um, even against the Rams defense, I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've talked about it since the whole legal drama came up with Dalvin Cook. Like, Madison should be rostered in all leagues specifically for anything that could happen to Cook. Now, obviously, we didn't expect COVID to, you know, turn back around like it did um, and make that those causes, but Madison should be played regardless of the matchup. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Rams backfield has gone into fantasy purgatory, the committee approach, because Sony Michelle has played well enough to earn more playing time. Um, and now with both of these guys um, healthy, uh, head coach Sean McVay said that they will use the committee approach the rest of the season. Um, not only that, but did you also see that Cam Akers was activated? I did. <laughs> off the IR and opened up his 21 window uh practice window yeah um which is nuts it is and i was a big cam makers guy in the off season before he got hurt and then when he got hurt i was like daryl henderson's my guy and he excuse me he uh worked out really well up until you know he got covid two weeks ago oh yeah 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 and sony michelle has been a nice replacement and definitely gave you a nice play with with daryl henderson out but now with likely both of them in the mix for this week can you trust either one of them? Absolutely not. I mean, the only way that one of them becomes a viable starter is if they score, and who knows that who that's going to be. Yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up at this point. The one thing I would say is, you know, there's likely to be a lot of scoring, maybe passing in this game, which I could see a game script leaning Daryl Henderson's way because Sony Michelle is kind of the more the downfield uh, between the tackles type of running back. Right. Um, but yet <laughs> we've been surprised with that type of stuff, you know, all, all season. Um, so it, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, they're almost both unstartable, um, at, at this stage in the season. Now, if this was just a regular season game in terms of fantasy playoff or in terms of the fantasy season, then maybe you could take a shot on one or, or t- one or the other, whoever you like more, but yeah, man, you need you need guaranteed points. You need guaranteed production. So I would suggest pivoting. Um, Cooper Cup is unstoppable, pretty much unguardable. Yeah, I mean he's about to be only the fourth receiver since the super in the Super Bowl era, Super Bowl era to have the triple crown. You know, lean league and catches yards and touchdowns. The fourth ever. One of those includes Jerry Rice. Yep, and you know. The arguably the greatest player to ever play the game. Um, I can't remember who the second guy to do it was, which sucks is in my head. Uh, then there was Steve Smith when back in like 2005 when he was receiver number one by far in fantasy. And that was Cooper Cup, who's having uh, honestly it's it's an insane year. And with the one extra game, he could be looking at breaking records. Yep. Um, 
looking likely to break the Calvin Johnson record with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I saw a thing about that today. It's like, is anyone going to give Matthew Stafford credit for possibly putting up the two greatest receiving seasons of all time? <laughs> yeah. I think that was Dan o old Orlovsky that said that on Twitter. But, um, um, look, Minnesota Vikings are giving up the most points to the wide receiver position. So, obviously, you're starting Cooper Cup. Should have a great game. Um, but are you taking a shot on Van Jefferson, OBJ in this matchup? That it's, I think you can, but I think you're, it's kind of going back to the, you know, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd situation. You don't know which one to go with. Yeah. Um, when OBJ first came on onto the Rams and right after Robert Woods got hurt, Van Jefferson stepped up. Um, you know, OBJ didn't know the offense, all that good stuff. But now that OBJ is getting more comfortable in the offense, they're looking his way more in the red zone. And he's not getting quite as many targets as Van Jefferson is, but it's still OBJ, you know. And I know he's been hurt a bunch lately and not the guy, the, you know, surefire Hall of Famer he was the first four years in the league. But he's still a really good receiver. You still see route running and catches that, like, a lot of guys cannot do in this league. So it's really, really tough. I think Van Jefferson's playable this week, too, though. I mean, he scored a touchdown in every single game, weeks 12 through 14. Uh, and the matchup, I think, is too good. Like, So it means you're, are you starting all three? Uh, I mean, if I had one of these guys on my team, like, I would probably start them. To give you an example, though, I do have OBJ in our home league, but I also have Deontay Johnson, um, A.J. Brown, who I acquired in trade, and Brandon Ayuk. I played AJ Brown, um, and I'm playing Deontay Johnson, you know, over OBJ. So, like, if you don't have a solid, right, you know, play, then what about, sure. What, what but, about for flex though? I mean, obviously we're we're a 12 team single flex league. Like, if it came down to it, and if I had to choose Brandon Ayuk or Van Jefferson or OBJ, I probably would have went. Van Jefferson. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like Van Jefferson more than OBJ in this offense um, and in this matchup. I don't know why. To be honest with you, it's not really <laughs> anecdotal, but it's just like I just think he fills that wide receiver two role a little bit better than OBJ does right now in this offense. Um, But I think they're both playable in this matchup. Uh, Bills taking on the Patriots. The Patriots are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty three and a half. Um, on the Patriots side, can you start anyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, God, it's hard. Um, honestly, I think if Damon Harris plays, I think you can start Damon Harris. He had a hell of a game against Buffalo just a few weeks back. On I know it's like oh it was the Blizzard game well he only had ten carries and still went over went over hundred yards and had a touchdown so um you know don't worry about about what type of game the game script was but he's doing the hammy Ramondre Stevenson is missed all practice so far this week with an illness that's not COVID related Brandon Bolden has been limited all week at practice with a knee injury um so stuff but I mean if there's someone I'm gonna start it's gonna be Damian Harris yeah I, I think it's Damian Harris or or nothing this week I mean. Patriots obviously showed that they can run the ball on this defense. 
in their last matchup, that weather doesn't affect the defense being able to stop the run. Right. Um, and they just they flat out couldn't, even though they knew what was coming. Yeah, and that's actually what makes it worse is that like you knew they can't throw the ball because of the wind and everything, and you still got your ass ran on. Right. So yeah, Damian Harris, if he's going, I think you can play. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson not playing all week or not practicing all week with a non-COVID related illness means he's must be feeling pretty crappy. Um, so that, that worries me going, like, he'll probably be active on Sunday, but chances are, I mean, he probably won't be feeling a hundred percent. So that, that kind of scares me away a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I think you're, I think I'm with you with the, you know, Damien Harris or bust. Um, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, you're playing, um, Stephon Diggs, you're playing. Uh, what about the running backs though? Devin Singletary put up back-to-back solid games and um, including last week when he looked like the horse, you know, workhorse type role getting 22 carries. Uh, it seems like they've shifted now to Devin Singletary being their main guy. But does that mean you can trust him against a New England defense that can be pretty chippy? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to base you know, starting someone based off the last two weeks when we have like a year, almost two years worth of like knowing like it's not the way it's gonna happen. Right. He's always shown flashes, and uh, and yeah, I'm just not gonna. Try. Especially against this, this is not a good matchup by any means for him. Yeah, I haven't trusted this backfield since the off season. I'm not gonna start now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't suggest starting any of these guys. Um, I mean, if you've made it this far relying on Devin Singletary. I don't, you know, I would love to see the rest of your roster. <laughs> yeah. So, um, probably easy decision there, but, um, Cole Beasy was placed on the COVID list on Tuesday. Um, does this entice you a little bit more with Gabriel Davis, who, um, has scored four touchdowns in the last three weeks? Emmanuel, pra- Emmanuel Sanders practiced in full on Thursday. So it's looking like he's, he's finally back. Yeah. Um, with Cole Beasley out, I mean, it's so hard. It's like, with the, if I thought like if Beasley's out and Sanders was still like hampered, maybe, but Sanders practice in full. And just like with the running back situation, it's not a good matchup for the receivers either in this game. So he's not a must start. I think you can flex him, but he's a probably a low end flex or a deep league flex. Yeah. Pretty deep, deep play, I think, for either of those guys. Um. Yeah, I just don't trust it this deep into the season, unless you're in a really deep league. Um, Jaguars at the Jets. Uh, the spread was even. I think I have seen the Jets favored on a couple books by like one point. Um, but the over under is forty one and a half. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jaguars Jets, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think we can keep it pretty short and simple. You know, are you? On the Jaguar side, James Robinson, 18 carries last week, 91% of all running back touches. He's he's a play, right? Oh, of course. Obviously. I mean, you know, all fantasy managers rejoice when Urban Meyer was fired because uh, we all knew James Robinson would finally get the kind of touches he needed, and he showed he did. Um, great little stat here that uh, 
in the seven games this year that he's had at least 15 carries, he's averaged 19 points per game. Those per game, like that's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's top five running back almost every week. Um, and then he gets the Jets this week for giving up 35 points per game, <laughs> which doesn't even make sense. And they just made Duke Johnson look like Emmett Smith, <laughs> <laughs> like. Duke Johnson, the guy you yeah. forgot was even in the league, who really wasn't in the league because he was on the practice squad, just came out and looked like a Hall of Fame running back. So, come on. <laughs> hey, man. He's the high school prodigy. Um, but, no, I agree. James Robinson is the only play probably in this game. Like, I'm not touching the Jets. I don't I don't care, man. Michael, Michael Carter returned from IR last week. He had eight carries, you know, two and a half points, fantasy points against, uh, against Miami. Are you – playing anyone on the Jets or anyone else on the Jaguars no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Carter is like the one guy you can kind of consider but I mean he did not look very great very good at all last week coming back off the IR um I know the matchup's pretty good but he's one of those situations too like you probably made it this far you know in spite of him um probably if you had a plan maybe like on a deep bye week or something like that you know so I think you're fine. Like I, if I don't have to start him, I'm not starting him. Yeah. Uh, Giants at the Eagles. The Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. The over under is forty and a half points. Uh, Miles Sanders questionable for Sunday with a quad injury that came during the game on Tuesday. Short turnaround, so it's not looking great. Um, it's definitely a situation you want to monitor. Um, how do you feel about Miles Sanders? in this matchup if he does play. If he does play, I think he's a, you know, a fine play, honestly. As if you guys are a listener to this podcast, <laughs> I the, jump on Sanders truth. <laughs> I jump on the bed for him. I mean, I think he's a great running back. Um he averages for his career like 5 yards a carry. I can't say that enough. <laughs> like I just can't. That's too good to to ignore. Um his biggest issue is that he can't stay on the field. Right. Um, which sucks. When he's on the field, he produces. So if he plays, you're starting him. Yeah, only 49% of snaps last week, but he had 18 carries for 131 yards, average 7.2 yards per carry. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> if he's playing, I think you you can play him. Um, Jalen Hurts was limited at practice Wednesday and Thursday, uh, but he has been able to push through that injury the last couple of weeks, so he should be good to go on Sunday. Um, he had a big game last week, threw for over 300 yards, finally. Um, but the, the passing game has been inconsistent all year. Um, Dallas Goder has gone over 100 yards back-to-back weeks. Um, are you putting more faith in Jalen Hurts in this passing game? I think, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is a, is a must-start if he's playing. I'd say in one league that I'm in, I have Kyler and Jalen Hurts. I'm playing Kyler over Jalen Hurts, but there's not a ton of quarterbacks that have the ceiling like like Jalen Hurts does. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean that's a that's a good that's a good problem to have though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, lucked out there. Yeah, I mean, like in our mainly, I was able to get Jalen Hurts in like the twelfth round or something this this year, and it was it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of the passing game, I mean, Jalen, yeah, his must-start. His rushing ability, you know, it's too easy. But, I mean, I think Godair is the only person you can 
really consider starting. Devontae Smith hasn't been around for most of the second half of the year now after like having that three or four game stretch where he looked really, really good. Yeah. Um so Gordero's gotta be the one. I know he's been susceptible to having, you know, pretty down games as this passing offense will show you. Like it's just it is what it is. But ever since they traded away Zach Hurts, he has the second best target share among tight ends at twenty three point three percent. So I mean that kind of you know, just availability and chances to make a play means you have to play him. Yep, I, I would agree with that. You know, Dallas is probably the only guy I'm starting in this in this receiving game. Smith is has been killing your team. So um if you made it this far with him, you're you've probably done it with him on the bench. So yeah. continue to do that. Uh Buccaneers at the Panthers. The Buccaneers are ten point favorites. The over under is forty four points. Uh, guess who's back, baby? AB. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown logged limited practice both Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Brown hasn't played since week six due to that injury and then the suspension. Uh, but it's looking like, looking like likely that he will be back, and it's really perfect timing for this offense. Um, because Mike Evans is is limited with that injury, and Chris Godwin is now out for the year. Um, so Antonio Brown is smash play this week, right? Oh, absolutely. Like without question. If Mike Evans is playing, do you play him? He's got a hamstring injury. Those linger. If Mike Evans starts, you have to play Mike Evans. Um, I mean, he's been better this year and more, a little more consistent this year than we saw last year. And I know people were like killing themselves over Mike Evans last year because like, he would go off one week and be completely non-existent the next. A little more consistent this year. Um, and with Godwin out, like you have to start him if he plays. You just do. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you take a shot yet on Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson? Only if Mike Evans is out. And which one would you take a shot on? That's a little tougher question. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, they've both shown little flashes. Um, for whatever reason, I just feel like the chemistry is better with Scotty Miller for Tom Brady um, than it was with Tyler. Than it has been with Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Um, even when you know the receiving core is completely healthy, I believe Zach Scotty Miller is getting um, more snaps also. So I just think makes me lead to believe that Scotty Miller is gonna be the play there if you have to choose one of them. Uh, Ronald Jones obviously was a huge waiver wire ad this week. And for you really good fantasy players, picked him up the week prior, like myself. Uh, <laughs> you got lucky as hell. <laughs> I was lucky he's available. But um, he's an RB1. Like, no Geo, no Leonard Fournette. Um, they trust him. Bruce Arians trusts him. He is going to get utilized heavily. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you listen to the waiver episode, you we discussed this in length already, but um... – uh, Bruce Arians came out and said he expects Ronald Jones to do the exact same thing Leonard Fournette did last year when Jones went down. So, and he probably will because they're very similar backs. Uh, Jones is probably a little bit faster, maybe a little shiftier, but they should both be, be you know, or not both. He should be great because um, he's basically you know the same guy. Yep, Gronk is a smash play at tight end. Eleven targets last week, only caught two of them, but he's going to get targeted heavily again. It'll go right back to him, especially with the injuries at receiver. I think it's going to be the Brown and Gronk show. So yeah, Gronk for me is definitely a a top tight end play. Um, For the Panthers, 
do you want anything to do with this offense at this point in the season? It's looking. It's, I mean, not really, but we might as well go over the news for him anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's looking like both quarterbacks, both Sam Darnold and Cam Newton, might play in this game, uh, according to head coach Matt Rule. Um, so who knows what's going to happen in this offense. I mean, the one guy you really have to make a decision on is DJ Moore, who has now missed his second day of practice on Thursday with his status up in the air. So coming into the game banged up, possibly having two quarterbacks that can't throw the ball. <laughs> um, for me, it's I'm not starting anybody in this offense. Yeah, I don't think I want to either. Um, it's just been so bad. If DJ Moore is out, though, any chance you're throwing in sideshow, Bob? No. I mean, he'd be like the only receiver on the team. No. I know he would be and I don't care I I just have no faith in the offense right now and yeah I'm not starting him not going there yeah (laughs) Um, Chargers taking on the Texans Chargers are 10 point favorites over under 45 and a half points Um, on the Chargers side um, Austin Eckler was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list on Wednesday after he tested positive for the virus um there were some rumors that he could be headed to the COVID list, and those were confirmed on Wednesday. So now Eckler is day-to-day, which suggests that he is vaccinated and therefore has a chance to play against Houston, but it is up in the air. If Eckler doesn't play, it would be Justin Jackson getting the start. Um, So, I mean, if Eckler is active, healthy, playing, I mean, he's been dealing with that ankle injury as well, but are you full faith? you start him no matter what if he's active and playing oh, man honestly I want to say yes because like it's Austin Eckler but they're playing the Texans and they're probably going to kill the Texans yeah and the Texans just suck so that means <laughs> that like the Chargers could go up you know like 28 35 to nothing at halftime and if that's <laughs> the case you know um I mean, if they're up by you know three scores in the second half, Eckler's not going to play. Right. They'll they'll sit him. There's no point point in throwing him out there just to you know hurt the ankle even more. So that's tough. Um, so again, let me ask you this: If you have Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson on your team, and Eckler's active and playing, do you start Justin Jackson over Austin Eckler? Uh, <laughs> based on what you think might happen in this game, right? Um, <laughs> that's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say no, just because like it's Austin Eckler, and honestly, even and if you don't, Eckler could have a game and a half in the first half by right. himself. You know, he could put up a solid. He doesn't need four quarters to to give you a solid fantasy. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. So I think you're still going with Eckler because yeah, I mean, in one half of a ball, he could easily still get you 15, 16 points. So. Yeah, and with that being said, you know, I think you can start Jackson too if you let's say well obviously if Eckler's out, you're starting Jackson, you know, even yeah. if you're not the Eckler manager. Um Keenan Allen, ten targets last week, six receptions, seventy eight yards and a touchdown. You're starting him against the Texans and hope he gets some of that early production that gives them a big lead. Uh but what about Mike Williams? Nine targets last week, three receptions for forty nine yards. 
He received the second most targets on the night, but didn't do much with them. Um, usually when he gets a good amount of targets like that, he does produce, but he didn't this game. So do you trust him in the semifinals uh, with this matchup? Good matchup. It is a good matchup. And do I trust him? No. Am I playing him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the matchup is, is too good. Um, I think, I mean, you may, if you have somebody, you know, more consistent than then fine you know like but for me this week I, I like he's an easy flex play for me this week like would you play um adam thielen or mike williams thielen because he's gonna be give me the, the you know he's the higher floor would you play obj or mike williams mike williams um on the other side of the ball brandon cook's Wide receiver was placed on the COVID list as well on Wednesday. It's reported that Cooks is vaccinated, which means that he still has a chance to play on Sunday if he's asymptomatic and registers a few negative tests. Um, That would allow him to be activated before the game. He's accounted for 28% of the targets and 33% of the receiving yards while Davis Mills is the quarterback. Um, and Davis Mills will be the quarterback this week. So if Cooks clears protocol, is he a start, and is he the only start on this team? Um, He's not a must start because it's not a great matchup. Um, The Chargers are a decent matchup. They're not, they're not like an excellent thing. But, uh, yeah, as has been the case all year, he is the only, you know, starting, startable option for the Texans. Yeah, I think you can start him. I could see them obviously playing from behind and throwing the ball a lot. And Davis Mills trying to prove himself. Obviously, he's going to heavily target his his best players. So, yeah, I think you could start Brandon Cooks. If he doesn't play, I wouldn't take a shot on on Nico Collins or any of those other guys. No, not just way too risky. Yeah, not a chance. Um, yeah, that'll do it for the early games. Um. So make sure you catch us for our next episode, which will have all the late games and um, our starts of the week. Um, follow us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. And if you don't listen to our next episode, Merry Christmas to you. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday and good luck in the semifinals. But might as well listen to that other episode. <laughs> we, there, we got a few little you know, good nuggets in that one. You might want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys later.